At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. In the NBA. to betting across America here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm Scott Steidenberg, joined by James Salinas, who is in Denver enjoying himself after having a successful night betting on UFC 264. I hope you're not uh, you know, a little queasy today from seeing the ankle break for Conor McGregor, but I know you're smiling because you had Dustin Poirier, and that was as easy of a finish and a win that you're going to find there in uh, the UFC. So congratulations to you, my friend. I lost the over one and a half rounds, but you were on the right side with Dustin Poirier. Now, I did lose the over on the one and a half rounds as well, and I also had a small play with submission for Poirier. That was plus 800, but I also had Poirier to win by TKO, KO, et cetera, and that's exactly with the technical piece because he, <laughs> uh, for, unfortunately for McGregor, going down with, yeah, the, don't want to see that again twice. We've seen some pretty vicious injuries in the octagon this past, oh, that f- feels like the last few handful of fights or yeah. the last few UFCs uh, events. We've seen some pretty gruesome ones. And yeah, those are the things you don't want to see to happen to any athlete, and especially uh, for somebody like who McGregor, who's been the face of USC for quite a while. Uh, it seemed like it was a night of favorites 
uh, last night in the UFC on the card. Uh, I think Gilbert Burns was an underdog who won, but for the most part, uh, there might have been a couple of small dogs, but it was all favorites. Uh, the one fight that was you know just crazy for me was the O'Malley fight, uh, where I actually had it the under one and a half, thinking that he was going to knock this guy out early. I think he set a record with 200 somewhat strikes in that fight, and it was stopped. In it should have been stopped. Way earlier than that. And, you know, I should have cashed my under one and a half, but I didn't. Scott, I was fortunate on that one. I had I had the under. I think it was I had laid a lot of juice. I parlayed it with I had so many different bets. I'd have to go back and review all the different bets I had last <laughs> you night. You sound like me today in we Major had League a big Baseball. Watch ball. <laughs> Yeah, we had a lot of fun last night. I had a watch party, so we were doing in-game live, all kinds of things. But I had that one. That was juice with the whatever the parlay was. But O'Malley, for, that it wouldn't go the distance. I couldn't believe that they stopped. If they were going to stop it, yeah, it should have stopped it earlier. But stopping it with, what was it, about 30 seconds left yeah. in the fight that they finally stopped it. So it felt very fortunate to get that, to to win that one. And thinking about O'Malley, I guess the one thing that was kind of, I just didn't see a lot of leverage in his punches. It was just kind of, uh, it was really mm-hmm. just a lot of torque. Or so and a lot of shoulders thrown. He wasn't really torquing. He wasn't getting his legs involved. <laughs> and the kid he was fighting just kept coming and coming and coming after him, took a beating. I feel sorry for that kid this morning. You know he's not feeling too well. Oh, uh, no. O'Malley went off. It was like minus 800, even higher. The minus, the, the O'Malley to win by knockout or TKO was minus 300. So uh, probably as close of a sure bet, if there is one, that you could have gotten uh, fighting a replacement fighter. And we all know that O'Malley's like Dana White's boy and he's trying to pump him up and and maybe he becomes the next Conor McGregor who knows uh, so we'll see what the future holds for O'Malley uh, we mentioned Gilbert Burns winning as an underdog um, that was a play that we had talked about here on the program yesterday we liked Burns in that fight uh, it went the distance but I don't think there was any doubt that he was going to win this fight if you watch the way it played out they just watching. He just clearly looked like the hungrier fighter. He was the more aggressive fighter, but just looked from the from the get that he was the hungrier fighter. And sometimes he just read body language. And that was one of the things I was here with some family and friends. And we were watching folks, you know, watching each fight, watching guys their approach and the energy level, the body language that they bring into the octagon. Are there nerves? Sure, there's nerves, but does that show out? What does that the confidence level look like? The energy, the focus, and you can see clearly for us, we got involved in game with Burns like look at that there was a determined look a hunger from Burns that we saw last night and it was like yeah we got to get involved in that side and ultimately just dominated from start to finish yeah one of my strongest plays was Jennifer Maya against uh, Jessica I and she looked like Jessica third eye after that fight with that gash on top of her forehead that to me was uh was a clear-cut winner and I I definitely enjoyed cashing that one even though it was minus 200 I didn't mind delaying that juice and one of the other favorites, and this was more just a personal thing, we wanted to go against Greg Hardy. And oh, yeah. So definitely oh, yeah. oblige one left hook. Count it. That one was probably <laughs> the most rowdy we got with that one going down because the entire household here, everybody wanted to see Hardy get put on his behind. Yeah, uh, I think the most satisfying for the audience was watching that knockout for sure. Fun event, and uh, we'll see what's next for the UFC coming up. Uh, and, uh, you know, best of wishes to Connor for recovering for that leg injury. It's betting a Across America, presented by BetMGM here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Scott Seidenberg alongside James Salinas. we got several Major League Baseball.
baseball games about to begin. First pitch set to get underway uh, in Baltimore. The White Sox and the Orioles. The White Sox are a heavy favorite in this one. Uh, I looked at the run line here for the White Sox and the White Sox in the first five just completely fading the Baltimore Orioles. But coming up, uh, the Braves and the Marlins. No Acuna because of the injury. It's it's sad. Uh, this guy is one of the uh, stars in Major League Baseball, and he is the, the 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 spark plug on that offense in that lineup. And at the top of the lineup, you know he's uh, you know always primed to hit a leadoff home run. Without him in that lineup, the fact that the All Star break is just hours away for this Braves team. Kind of hard to see how motivated they're going to be against Pablo Lopez and the Marlins. That one begins about less than five minutes or so from now. Uh, the Marlins here are the play, right, James? I took him laying a dollar twenty. You talked about Acuna, really unfortunate situation for not only for Acuna for that team and Major League Baseball as a whole. I think it's great we, we've seen it's a you know we, we, it's a new generation that's coming into Major League Baseball now and a lot of energy. Lot, and take it for what it will. I know there's some uh, you know the the old school train of thought where you just put your head down, hit the ball, put your head down, go play hard. And uh, but I like the emotion in the game. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Whether it's up with the bat flips, all those kind of as long as you're not trying to be derogatory and showing up your opponent, just bring some energy and some attitude to it. Love it. And that's exactly what Acuna brings to not only for his team, but Major League Baseball. And I think, yeah, that's just, where are the Braves' heads? Where, where is a collective mindset right now for Atlanta? And the fact that you're going in the All-Star break, you're not, you haven't been playing the way that the expectation, there are some high expectations for this Braves team coming into the season and not meeting those right now at the All-Star break, basically sitting at 500. And now you just lost one of the game's best players. Uh, sitting there now having to finish out this series in Miami all-star break looming and I think for Lopez a chance for him to redeem himself from his last start uh, against the Braves last week where he pit, had one pitch hit Acuna right in the ribs and got tossed from the game yeah. so I think here he's going to want to redeem himself and have an opportunity because he didn't get the opportunity to face the Braves a week ago a uh, game that I like and I like it on the run line I like it in the first five innings is the Red Sox against the Phillies and it's unfortunate because I actually liked it before the announcement that Aaron Nola was not going to pitch today due to COVID protocols. I think Alec Bohm is also out for the Phillies. Uh, Nick Pavetta goes against his former team. He came up in that Phillies organization, so maybe a source of pride here for Nick Pavetta pitching for the Red Sox against the Phillies. Brandon Kinsler is going to get the start for the Phillies in what appears to be a bullpen day now, uh, just trying to you know get as many outs as he can before they string this one together. The Red Sox are a heavy heavy favorite now against the Phillies, and I would expect an easy Boston victory. Yeah, no play for me. Too much juice for me, but I'm with you. If I was going to play it, it's only going to be the Red Sox for me. I want thinking about where the Red Sox are, you know, sitting a game and a half with one game to go, a game and a half ahead in the American League East. I don't know if I – I definitely didn't have that high of expectations for the Red Sox coming in, in particular because of their rotation. You mentioned Pavetta. He's been sensational. <laughs> a number of pitchers have really pitched beyond what I think the expectations were, were going for that Red Sox uh, pitching staff. And I think here, yeah, looking 
looking at the Red Sox to be able to to uh, go into a goal in. They're up. They're 20 games over 500, leading the American League East. Scott, that was not where I pictured the Red Sox sitting as we go into the All-Star break before the season started. No, no. And I think that the Alex Cora return has had a much larger impact on this team than I think we expected. And I don't know if it's directly correlated, but J.D. Martinez struggled mightily last season. And he started off red hot this year. He's having a much better season than he had last year. And I don't know if it's because Cora's back or or whatnot, but this is a completely different Red Sox team. Even though the roster doesn't look that different, it's a completely different Red Sox team to the team that we saw last season. And reinforcements are coming as Chris Sale could return. And then you look at this Red Sox team as a serious contender to win this American League East. Yeah, if you can get Sale back to the form that he had a few years back and boost that bull, I guess that's the concern for me for the Red Sox in the second half. Can the current starting rotation continue to deliver the way that they did in the first half of the season? But you bring in Chris Sale, and if he can if he can get back to some semblance of what he was just a few years ago, we know how dominant of a pitcher he was for quite a long time. I think here, yeah, with the way you talked about J.D. Martinez, too, and I, I just, one of the things that I noticed with the Red Sox is, and they're one of the top teams when it comes to batting average, but it's because they use the entire field. This is not a team that is going to be, uh, every team has a, a handful of guys, and some teams have more guys than others where you have to put the shift on because they're just dead pull hitters. But I think here what I've seen from the Red Sox all season long for the majority of their lineup is that they use all they use the entire field when they hit. They're not just trying to pull the ball and hit it over the fence. Uh, they will go with the pitch. They will work counts and try to go the other way with the ball, uh, moving runners around too. I love the approach, the collective approach that I've seen from that lineup with the Boston Red Sox so far through the first half of the season. The best play for me today in Major League Baseball comes about 90 minutes or so from now when it's the Oakland A's against the Rangers. Going back to the well, uh, yesterday you and I both had the A's team total over four and a half, and sometimes you'd rather be lucky than good. It took extra innings, but we got there as they covered the over four and a half on the team total. Today it's Chris Bassett against Colby Allard, and uh, Bassett and Allard both faced their opposing teams and each other uh, two times about three weeks ago towards the end of June. Bassett in those two starts against the Rangers, one run allowed in 14 innings. Allard, meanwhile, seven runs allowed in 12 combined innings. The A's, minus 135, minus 138 at some books, minus 141 I saw as well. To me, the best bet on the Major League Baseball slate today, I expect the A's to win against the Rangers. And if you're looking for some run line uh, juice here, if you want to get plus money with the Rangers, I'm excuse me, with the A's, they are 28 and 14 on the run line this year on the road. That's hitting a 66.7% clip James Scott and if I, I typically don't do too many run lines but if I do it's going to be the road team that I'll favor I don't want to take that home team and whether you get into extra innings you just need to push one across to win the game and or you don't bat in the ninth inning if you're ahead 
usually run lines for me are going to be a road team, and I think this is a good spot for it. I didn't do the run line. I did lay a dollar forty. That was the best price I could get out here in Colorado, Scott. But I agree with you with Bassett. Uh, not only how well he's pitched the last two starts against Texas, like you said, one earned run and 14 innings pitched, but also I think here, anytime you have a pitcher and how well he's pitched all season long, he did have one of the few bad outings just this past week in Houston on Tuesday where he gave up six earned runs to the Astros. So another point of emphasis for me is kind of that competitive pride. You want to redeem yourself here. I think Bassett does. Now you're going to go up against, I mean, the Rangers. It is a pitcher's ballpark there as well in Arlington, but I think here the Rangers are a bad team. This is a team definitely looking forward to the all-star break and maybe Joey Gallo's got one foot, uh, one foot in the plane coming out here to Denver since he will be participating in the home run derby here tomorrow. Yeah, uh, and that's certainly an angle to look at. We're going to get into the home run derby uh, coming up in a little bit. Uh, but we're at the halfway point, if you will, of the Major League Baseball season. And uh, you're taking a look at this future market in terms of winning the division. Let's talk about this Oakland A's team. We talked about the Red Sox briefly uh, just a moment ago. But the A's right now to win the American League West are at plus 400. The Astros are a heavy heavy favorite at minus 625. Could you see a scenario in which the A's put pressure on the Astros down the stretch here of this season? Absolutely. The A's, they've been here in this. They're very similar. Obviously, they're very similar to the Rays in this respect where they're the two of the teams that are at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to payroll and what they can do and what what they can afford to put out there on the field. And I think both those teams take that to heart. They play with that bit of a chip, chip on their shoulder each and every day they go out there on the field. And I think for the A's, they've been here before. They know how to compete. Now, they haven't competed very well against the Astros. I think they've lost four out of the first 12 games so far this season and typically they're very competitive against Houston uh, but still got a whole second half to go and right now with with Houston they're dealing with some COVID issues too and some injuries but but I, I think that's for me it's going to be this rotation can Chris Bassett continue I don't I, I didn't expect Bassett to have the season so far in the first half that he's having here uh, and and can he continue to do that throughout the second half of the season down to the fifth starter Cole Irvin another one who's pitched very well so far that's where I'm just sometimes we see some of these pitchers that kind of exceeded the expectations or at least my expectations. Can they sustain that for a full 162 game schedule? Because I think we know for the A's, when we get to the trade deadline here coming up at the end of the month, roughly are the A's will be buyers, but how much can they actually afford to buy? They're more, so, more times than not when they're, when they're dipping into the trade market there as buyers at that time, a lot of times it's more the bargain bin where they got to shop. So, yeah, I, I can see the Oakland still giving a push to Houston. I'm not going to lay that price right now with the Astros to win that division, but I can see a little, a little dab with the athletics because this is a team that plays hard each and every day. I have to vent a little bit here, James, uh, and if you'll allow me to. Um, I have the White Sox in the first five innings against the uh, Baltimore Orioles. It's a complete fade of the Orioles, and I'm back in the White Sox lineup. So what happens in the top of the first inning? Well, they get a guy on first, and they get a guy on second. So now first and second with one out, and Goodwin lines out to right field. Now what do they tell you in the Little League? One of the most important things to understand when you're base running in Major League Baseball or in, in all of baseball, you never make the first or the third out at third base. You are already in scoring position on second base. Any type of base hit with two outs, you are scoring because crack of the bat, you're off and running. 
Yohan Moncada tries to tag up from second on a hard hit line drive to right field. Not a fly out to deep right, a hard line drive, and he was thrown out by two feet at third base to end the inning. That is atrocious baseball. And Tony La Russa cannot be happy in that dugout because I'm not happy all the way here in Las Vegas <laughs> with my with my White Sox first five bet. Scott, we're going to rename it. It is betting across America. Let's just call it vetting. We're venting across America right now. I agree. I think with baseball, that's one of the. There's, you know, the the game's different now. It's different now. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm in the 50 club now, and I grew up watching baseball in the 70s and the, and the 80s, and it was a different game then. Get them on, get them over, get them in. Stealing bases, a lot of speed, and very fundamentally sound baseball. And I think now one of the lost starts. There's a lot of lost starts when it comes to uh, utilizing the field. We talked about the Red Sox being able to utilize the field and to hit the other way uh, on the outside pitch. But I think here, base running, it's been base running such a debacle in this game. And I, I, I'm not sure where the, where were these guys are learning this from, but I agree. Yeah. You don't make that out at there. Why are you tagging up? There should be no reason to tag up from second there with one down. And now it's two outs. Yeah. Base hit with two outs. You can score freeze on the line drive is what we were taught to do and not mm-hmm. tag up there. But ultimately base running really makes it a challenge. And sometimes these games can be a little challenging to watch when you see some of the poor fundamentals executed out there in the field in particular, when it comes to base running. Yeah. And it's just a shame because the white Sox were probably one pitch away from, you know, potentially being, up one nothing, and instead now they are going to be down one nothing, if not down two nothing. If that is in fact a home run from the uh, Baltimore Orioles, and it is a two-run home run, so now the Orioles are up two to nothing, and. I'll see my way out. Uh, But let's talk about the White Sox in terms of their futures market to win the American League. The White Sox right now are your second favorite behind the Astros at plus 300. Hey, if they run the bases like that, they ain't winning anything. But uh, they have the third best record in the American League right now. Your opinion on this White Sox team as a whole and their their outlook here in the futures market? I like the depth of their starting rotation. If you're thinking about once they get to the, they get into the playoffs, you're playing a five and or a seven game series in the playoffs and depth of pitching is going to play out. Like I really like Lance Lynn and his, his ability to throw just challenging guys and throwing strikes. I think Giolito was the key had a good start yesterday really has been kind of a rocky season for Lucas Giolito so far this year thing with the White Sox is they will start to get healthy. We know Grandal is on the injured list just had to have knee surgery with a tendon. I thought I was surprised he was going to be back sometime mid August. I I thought when that happened he was going to be gone for the season but they will get some reinforcements in particular get some speed back so maybe that'll help with the base running when you think about maybe Jimenez getting back out there and Luis Robert getting back out there there's some speed that can get on the bases and run as long as you're running smart right and being <laughs> fundamentally sound when you go but I think for me I like the White Sox I like the depth of this team I like the energy of this team you know La Russa, that was going to be the challenge how was we talked about watch at least for me watching baseball I remember watching seeing Tony La Russa being the manager of the White Sox when I was a kid now he's back and he's the manager of the White Sox here again uh, roughly uh, can I say this 40 years later am I dating myself here Scott but <laughs> uh, but it was going to take but I but I think for 
for for Larusso is going to take him a little while just to adapt to uh, you know it's a different multiple generation disconnect and difference where where he is now in his late 70s to to where this team is here with a lot of young players. But I think he's adapting to that. He had some uh, some words during early in the season to establish himself as far as the kind of the hierarchy of the team. And since then, I think this team has been playing very well and playing hard, and they'll get healthier in the second half of the season. So I I do I think for the me the White Sox are one of the clear favorites in the American League. Yeah, and they're odds to win the World Series. Um, you know, they're not as high as obviously to win the American League, but they are the fourth favorite right now in Major League Baseball behind the Dodgers, Padres, and the Astros. Uh, I don't know. If it's the Astros and the White Sox in a seven-game series in the playoffs, I actually might lean Chicago over the Astros. So uh, I'm kind of surprised that the odds are, you know, higher for the Astros. And we talked about the A's, who might actually put some pressure on the Houston in that national uh, American League West. So we'll see how that one shapes out. It's a championship Sunday here today. The Euro 2020 final gets underway a little less than three hours or so from now from Wembley Stadium in London. It is England as they are the host country, uh, if you will, uh, here as close to a host country playing against Italy. We'll talk about the odds for that one and some prop bets when we return. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. I'm Scott Seidenberg. He's James Salinas here on v in the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. I'm Scott Sadenberg, alongside James Salinas here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Euro 2020 gets underway. The uh, final gets underway about 3 o'clock Eastern time from Wembley. It is England hosting Italy. Uh, there was no host country, really, for the Euro 2020 because of all the COVID restrictions and whatnot. Each uh, group was playing in a different location, so they had multiple host countries, but the bracket wound itself down down with the final semifinal and final being at Wembley. England had the benefit of basically playing there the entire way. And so now uh, they get to host Italy and the odds have shifted. James England minus 145 now on bet MGM Italy plus 110 to win the trophy. And moving that way, thinking about England now being at home, what about the pressure of being at home in front of this raucous crowd? You know that crowd's going to be talk about some intensity and some energy and some tailgating going on out there for quite a while, maybe for the last week or so. I think here is there pressure on England to to be at home. Now you've been at home and yeah, you can feed off your your home crowd, but you know just such expectations and when it comes to soccer, it's, it you know, I don't know if we can compare it to any any sports that we have here in in the United States when it comes to just the love of the game and the just the 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 culture and you know the thinking about the this the countries and the cities and how connected they are to the teams and the players and how, how special it is for them. I think this is going to be, I, I haven't bet this yet, Scott, and I'm looking through the props there. I'm getting dizzy. I'm getting some vertigo here. There are so many props that go on this game. I'm wondering if maybe we can dig into the prop mark. Cause I feel like 90 minutes is not going to be enough for this game here. I'm feeling like if anything, I might want to go with the draw at plus $2. That's currently where it sits. You know, I don't hate that. I really don't. Um, and, and I think that we could have a scenario where this one does go to uh, does go to penalties. And last I saw, there was actually a fun little prop bet that you could have done on this one, where if the game does go to penalties, uh, it might have been like plus five hundred to see this game go to penalties. Um, but in terms of uh, the prop that is prominent there, the over under is set at a goal and a half. I think the under might be the play. It's at plus 140. But both of these teams play a defensive style of soccer. Prior to last game, the semifinal, England had not conceded a goal in their last seven matches. So I can see this 0-0 or 0-0 going into extra time with a 1-0 score being the winning score. 
Scott, for both teams, just two combined goals allowed during open play throughout the tournament. So, yeah, defensive-minded here. Then the pressure. Nobody wants to be the guy that makes that mistake and puts you, whether it's, you know, committing the, uh, a penalty. Well, it can, we can get into to, to, uh, penalty calls and, and, you know, where the officials stand in this game. I wonder if that's something that we have to factor in to this match where you're going to have a rowdy crowd, and could that crowd influence the officials out there, the referee, to make a call? They got the benefit of maybe a questionable, controversial call in the last game to get that penalty kick. Uh, I, I kind of agree with you, too, here. Defensive teams, nobody wants to be the one that's out of position and ma make that mistake because both both teams, obviously, so much pressure to, to perform and compete here. Uh, sitting, I, I, I got a dollar thirty plus a dollar thirty five with the goal sitting at one and a half. That might be an option to take a stab at, too. Uh, if the, both teams to score prop, yes is plus 120, no minus 157. Uh, if I told you I feel like this could be uh, an under game, so I'm going to go with that no on both teams to score. And like I said, I expect a 1-0 victory. So I think that's an interesting prop play as well. I like it. I think that's where probably going to get involved with the total because I just I, I think here if I'm going to do it, I like the I like the tie. So if we're going a zero zero, maybe we can get that goal in extra time. If we're looking at maybe it does go one nil and or you talked about that five dollar prop plus five hundred. If we want to get the penalty kicks, how tense would that game get? How tense would that stadium get if it actually gets to penalty kicks to decide the Euro 2020? Oh, it would be unbelievable, uh, especially with what we've seen so far in this tournament with the amount of games that have gone to penalties in the uh, elimination round and uh, in the semis as well. He's James Salinas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. When we return, we're going to talk about the NBA Finals and the prop market for Game 3 tonight between the Suns and the Bucks because there's so many props that you can get into for this game. To player points and galore. There's a, lot that, there's a lot to like. There's a lot not to like. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM here on Visa the Sports Betting Network. Subscriber exclusive this Tuesday. Long Shots host Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds will be answering your golf questions live just in time for the Open Championship. They will be live Tuesday at 3.15 p.m. Eastern, 12.15 p.m. Pacific for a subscriber-only Q&A session. Subscribers will have access to watch live and ask questions, or you can email your questions ahead of time to questions at vcin.com. Watch for the link in your subscriber email and join Brady and Wes for all the golf betting insights this Tuesday. And uh, some breaking news, if you will. Bubba Watson has withdrew from the Open Championship due to COVID exposure. So uh, no futures there on Bubba Watson. Scott Seidenberg, James Salinas here on Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. 
GM and James before we get into the NBA Finals. The White Sox continuing the worst base running display in the history of Major League Baseball through just two innings. Uh, talked about uh, Moncada trying to tag up with uh, one out from second base on a line drive and getting thrown out at third to end the first inning. How about getting picked off at second base for a runner already in scoring position, falling for a, I guess, a, a pickoff move? You know, maybe he was trying to steal third on the first move from the pitcher, but uh, with one out, a pickoff at second base. The White Sox now had two base runners thrown out on the bases through two innings, uh, looking like a Little League team on the bases here, James. Scott, we talked about it. it's venting across America this morning when it comes to watching these baseball games. And maybe when we talked about this too, thinking about we got to tread lightly, how many of these players, teams, players, et cetera, are going to be fully engaged in here. You're talking about just boneheaded decisions out there on the bases, kind of asleep at the wheel here. Are certain players looking ahead to the all-star break? Bags are packed, flying off to whatever beach they're looking forward to getting after tonight. And I think here, though, to your point, though, let's go on the other side. Boston, you you have the Red Sox today. They just went over. The best way to avoid base running mistakes is just to hit the ball over the fence, and that's, a, that's exactly what Boston did. They lead one nothing right now. Yeah, so I feel good about my Sox, Sox, one half of my Sox, Sox parlay uh, with the Red Sox there hitting that homer. Uh, your best bet of the day was the Marlins, and uh, they have jumped out to an early lead. So the Marlins uh, doing you well. Uh, they had a 3 nothing lead in the bottom of the first inning at last check, so uh, looking good for that start. And, you know, again, seeing where the Braves' heads are at after losing Acuna in the way that they did uh, with the torn ACL. Just heartbreaking for them. Uh, but Miami, a 3 nothing lead going to the top of the second inning there, uh, backing Pablo Lopez early. And how about the New York Mets? Five runs in the first inning against the Pirates and uh, highlighted by a three-run blast. Actually, two home runs. It was Lindor homering, putting them up 2 nothing, And then Michael Conforto with a three-run shot. So two homers for the Mets in the bottom of the first inning as they are up 5-0 on the Pirates. Uh, no score between Toronto and Tampa uh, and uh, the Baltimore Orioles with a 2-0 lead over the White Sox. Those are your scores in progress here in Major League Baseball. This is Betting Across America or Venting Across America as James would say. We are presented by BetMGM here on v the Sports Betting Network. NBA Finals Game 3 is tonight in Milwaukee. The Suns with a 2 series lead over the Bucks, and Phoenix is an overwhelming favorite to win this series. I don't think they lose this series at all, uh, but there's some interesting props on the exact outcome of this series and two ways in which you actually played it, James. The Suns to win in six and the Suns to win in seven, both at plus 450. Very attractive juice, and with that being said, you need a Milwaukee Bucks victory tonight. Absolutely, and I didn't get involved before the series started because of Giannis and what was his situation going to be What with his knee injury. When was he going to play? When was he going to play? And then if and when he did play in the series, how effective was he going to be? And so I didn't get involved until after game two. I loved what we saw out of Giannis. He's not, he's clearly not 100%, but playing like it. I mean, with sensation, very aggressive game, everything to the rim for the most part for Giannis in game two and Phoenix the other night. And 
I think here, game three coming back home for the Bucks. Yeah, they got to have other players step invo- step up and get involved in this series. But I liked what I saw out of Giannis, so that's where I figured I wanted to get involved with this series now with the Suns and six and Suns and seven with that with the the plus price there at four fifty. But thinking about tonight's game, and we were you were ta- mentioning props here. Giannis is going to need some help, and it's going to start with Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton has done this throughout the playoffs this season. Well, he'll have a really good game, and then he's a no-show. He's MIA for the next game. That's exactly where he was in game two, and sometimes he kind of just – I feel like the majority of the Bucks players just kind of watch Giannis do his thing because it is kind of ISO basketball the way that Giannis plays, and a lot of more standing around, not as much ball movement, not as much player movement. So as we get into these props, I think that's something we have to consider on the Milwaukee side is – Based on Giannis coming back, it's great that he's back out there, but how does that affect the rest of his teammates out there offensively? Well, he got no help in game two. I mean, he had a Herculean effort with the 42 points, uh, but no help whatsoever. And if you're looking at the props, Chris Middleton's point total is 24 and a half. Drew Holiday, 19 and a half. Brooke Lopez, 11 and a half. P.J. Tucker at five and a half. Any of those jump out to you in terms of a player that's going to help Giannis uh, do do some scoring here tonight. Those are, I just don't know if I trust. I'm not sure as far as like PJ Tucker, how many, how is, what is his role going to be tonight? I think defensively, this is where the Bucks need to get more physical uh, on the defensive side, and maybe more energy spent for somebody like PJ Tucker defensively. But I think here, I went a little further down the list. I was looking at Pat Connaughton, and Connaughton has Ooh. been playing a lot of minutes in this series. He played 28 minutes in Game One. He played 34 minutes in Game Two. They really don't have much of a bench. I, I think with Coach Bud, he doesn't want to go to Bryn Forbes. Young player not playing with a lot of confidence or shooting the ball with a lot of confidence right now on the other side though Connaughton is and he's getting plenty of opportunities he took nine three-point attempts in that game too I think there's going to be opportunities for him I think Connaughton's going to see plenty of minutes on the floor his point total right now I'm going back to my is sitting at seven and a half it's even money it's a dollar ten it's actually juiced to the under I like it going over tonight we're talking about somebody to help Giannis out there I think it's not that Pat Connaughton's going to carry the scoring weight but I think he's going to get plenty of minutes off the bench. He's really the only one they have left to go to off the bench. Uh, I don't think T's going to see a lot of minutes. So Pat Connaughton, seven and a half points coming back home, shooting ability. He's going to get plenty of opportunities. The, bo- the basket looks a little bit bigger when you're in your home confines like they will be for Milwaukee and Connaughton here over seven and a half points. I think he will help a little bit for, for Giannis to continue the scoring load for the Bucs. I love that. Give me two threes at least. Uh, give me two threes. He's already at six points. I think that's a really good bet there uh, on Connaughton to have some points because he was the second best contributor in that game two loss for the Milwaukee Bucks. More on this game coming up a little later on. Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA expert, will join us coming up later on the program. I'm Scott Steinberg. He's James Salinas. We'll continue our football division by division breakdown next here on Betting Across America presented by BetMGM.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Football season just around the corner. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
Scott Satterberg, James Salinas back here on Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. And speaking of football, we've been doing division-by-division breakdowns on this program, and we will continue with it right now as we make our way to the NFC West. And the odds are very interesting in what could be considered, James, to be the most competitive division in the NFL. What's your overview, before we get into each individual team, your overview on this division? I agree with you. It's To me, it is from top to bottom the most competitive division in the NFL. And this is where this one's such a toss up for me. I think looking at thinking about the Cardinals and some of the offseason moves that they've made and some of the leadership that they brought in, bringing in Watt, obviously he's not going to be the player that he used to be, but he's going to bring a veteran presence to that defense. And, and you know, his motor is always going and then you're going to get Chandler Jones back. I think it's uh, Arizona is kind of the wild card team for me right here. And I, I'm not really sure thinking about the Cardinals on the on the defensive side. They've made some upgrades. They have definitely upgraded at the secondary spots as well. So maybe it's the Cardinals kind of come in and play spoiler because I think collectively I really like I'm a I'm a Kyle Shanahan fan. I, lo- I love Shanahan as a coach. I know last year six and ten record obviously from the beginning of the season so many injuries and they just had to deal with that all season long. Just too much attrition on that roster to be able to sustain uh, any kind of competitiveness uh, to within that division. And we know what the Rams have done and, and bringing in Matthew Stafford, love the defensive side for the Rams as well. But I think if there's one team that I'm looking for to be fading this year, it's going to be the Seattle Seahawks. And I think we've just seen this story so many times with Seattle. It doesn't seem like Scott, every time we see a Seattle game, it's Russell Wilson scrambling, doing reverse pivots. He's out there running for his life, slinging the ball, making plays down the field and continually having to make plays in the passing game because that defense just can't get any pass rush. They can't stop anybody in the secondary and they get into these shootouts where eventually when is that going to catch up to the Seahawks? I feel like if, if all years it's going to be this year where maybe they're, I think the Seahawks are going to be at best third in the NFC West. Well, let's take a look at those odds. The Rams uh, and the 49ers are co-favorites to win the division at plus 200. The Seahawks at plus 250. The Cardinals at plus 450. And with the Rams, there's a lot to like about this team. Uh, I do think they improved at the quarterback position. Their win total is set at 10 and a half games. Now, it's it, this is an interesting correlation for me here, James, because both the Rams and the 49ers have have equivalent odds to win the division, yet the Rams' win total is 10.5. The 49ers' win total is just 10. Thinking about the strength and 10, but it is pretty heavily juiced to 140. So depending on where you shop, finding juice, what you're willing to lay. But I think thinking of the 49ers, I think we're, I dig into schedules a lot and we look ahead and where these win totals, I don't know if any of these teams, because it's such a competitive division, Scott, to, I don't want to, I don't think I want to go over any of these season win totals for any of these teams. I mean, any of them, whether it's on the road or at home can beat each other on any given week. And I think that's just the competitive nature of that division thinking you're sick, you're going to have, you're going to have dog fights, six games on your schedule within your division. There's no layups. This isn't, this isn't like the, uh, the AFC South where you get a couple layups against the Jaguars and the Houston Texans here each and every week you're playing a divisional game is going to be a battle. And I think looking at these season win totals, I don't know if I want to play any of them over. I can tell you this for sure. The fact that the Seahawks are sitting at nine and a half, their season win total sitting at nine and a half and it's 
juice to a dollar fifty. Under is plus one twenty-five. Look at look at the Seahawks schedule is where I go back to. The start the schedule is this is a brutal start to the schedule. They open up at Indianapolis, come back home to Tennessee, and we know Tennessee is going to be able to throw the football, run the football, put some points on the board. Then you're traveling again cross country to Minnesota. Then you come back. Then you're going to San Francisco. Come back home to face the Rams. Then you're at Pittsburgh. Follow the game on Monday night against New Orleans. Man, that is a rough seven-game schedule to start the season for Seattle. I think of all these season win totals that I look at here, the fact that it's juiced to the over, make give me the other way in Seahawks under plus 125, under nine and a half wins this year. Are you as high on the Rams as it seems like the uh, general public is? I don't know. I think I think I got to just see the fit. Where's Stafford? I mean, Stafford's a completely different quarterback, veteran quarterback, tough guy. We know that guy has played through so many injuries. You can't question his toughness out there. That guy has played through so many injuries and playing on a bad team for so long. But now you're going to go to a good team. You're going to go to a team that's thinking about the, the coach and McVay and some of the things that he does offensively. Is this going to be? Is this going to allow McVeigh now having Stafford there, a veteran presence, big guy, stands tall in the pocket? Is this going to allow him to open up some of the playbook that he really didn't get to do with Jared Goff there, who kind of had to limit some of the playbook? Really, I think McVeigh, week in and week out, really had to do a masterful job of dialing certain plays just to make sure that he was going to play to the absolute strengths of what Goff could do. If he loved Goff, Goff would still be there. Obviously, he's not. He's in Detroit, and they need to make a move, and that's where they went to. I just, I think it's going to take a little time. Scott, yeah. and I think it's anytime we, we see shifts, and I typically tend to stay away from teams like that. I may not fade the Rams right away because I love the defense. I love Aaron Donald and, and the middle. He's such a disruptive force in the at the front line. But I think here I need to see it, and maybe what we see early in the season from the Rams offensively, I think as the season moves along, they'll start to progress and start to open up more of the offense. I think it's just going to take some time. So right now I'm kind of on the fence with the Rams, at least on the offensive side with Stafford coming over to that team. When you look at the 49ers, my one hesitation with them is that I don't know who's going to be the quarterback to start the season. Is it going to be Garoppolo? Is it going to be Trey Lance? And I do expect it to be Trey Lance eventually, but I don't know if this is going to be a true competition in camp to start the season. And so it's a matter of when do we get to see Trey Lance for this 49ers team and just how many games could they potentially lose before they make the switch? Uh, so that's my hesitation on them. But I do really like this team a lot this year. Um, I, I think that they are the second best team in this division and could con- contend to be the top team in this division uh, with the Rams. And yeah, the Cardinals, you know, are certainly going to be uh, attractive as well for the reasons you mentioned earlier. But the quarterback uh, position gives me a little hesitancy right now on the 49ers. I'm right there with you, Scott. Who is it going to be? I I suspect it will probably be Garoppolo come week one, just the veteran there stepping in. And they want to get obviously from last year and all the injuries that San Francisco suffered, just a throwaway season. They want to redeem themselves from that. And I think you want to start with your veteran quarterback here with Garoppolo. And what is that going to look like for Lance? When is he going to get on the field? Does he start at not so much week one, but as the season progresses and, or do we start to see some packages that roll in, in a sense, kind of like what Peyton does with Taysom Hill. Now Taysom Hill is really more of a runner and that's what they would set up to do some power, some power runs there and different packages just to, to uh, keep the defense off balance. But we maybe, maybe we'll see some different packages for Lance on certain seasons. 
series coming in, not so much to run the ball. We know he's an athlete and can do that, but just the different, uh, being able to move the pocket with him, get him outside the pocket, make some throws that maybe defenses weren't expecting. So I think that's where, that's my biggest question mark. I'm right there with you, Scott. What is it going to look like at the quarterback position? Because I love the the identity of the team, the running game, Kittle, the way that he not only can receive uh, out there at the tight end position and run his routes, but how physical he is in the run game too. They actually use a fullback too. I love the fullback and just love the, the identity of the team running the football. And I like the offensive line. It's a really good offensive line if they can stay healthy this year. Trey Lance, your third favorite right now to win Offensive Rookie of the Year at plus 600. The only concern is that you just don't know when he's going to eventually be the starter. Uh, But if he starts from week one, I think that's a very attractive pick because I am very high on Trey Lance and this 49ers team in general. Absolutely, and with Coach with Shanahan there, and I think that's where you don't want to don't want to get involved now. You see when he actually gets out there on the field, is it week one or beyond? And I think that's where these markets are always evolving, so they're always open for bets. And I think that's probably a market for me where I've got to see it first. I got to see not only the question mark of when is Lance going to get on the field and get under center or get on the field, you know, run the run the show there offensively, and then I, I think yeah, that's where the playbook as he starts to progress and more truer and get a little more comfortable. In, in these new settings in the NFL. I think that's where we might see some really interesting plays being coming out of that playbook for Coach Shanahan. Uh, the Cardinals over-under is at 8.5. I know you've been, you know, you're cautious on some of these win totals in this division, but it does seem low to me given the extra game this season. Uh, find it hard to believe that this team won't win nine games. Yeah, I think it all comes down to to Kyler Murray for me and and the play calling with the Cardinals. I don't really love that offensive line a whole lot. And I think for Murray, you know, he, he is he's he's such a water bug, so quick, so he's just motor is constantly running, but he needs the what what happens is they take away his sight. Right? Not you know, not big in stature standing back there in the pocket. They've got to move him around. Uh, obviously he cooked up right away with Hopkins. That was a great get for the Arizona Cardinals being yeah. able to get the Andre Hopkins and those two, that chemistry just jumped right off the page to start the season. Interesting to see what does AJ Green have left and how does he fit into that offense too? Yeah, uh, but it's certainly a fun team to watch and a fun team to wager on throughout this season. Now, we will continue our division-by-division breakdown coming up next hour with the AFC West, as that was our preview of the NFC West. Coming up next, we'll get back into the NBA Finals. Our senior NBA expert, Jonathan Von Tobel, will join us, and we'll update you on the Major League Baseball scoreboard. Plenty of games in progress and games coming up in the next couple of minutes to uh, focus on as Major League Baseball heads towards the All-Star. Our break. He's James Salinas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is best. This is betting across America here, presented by BetMGM on Veasan, the sports betting network. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.